you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are live in New York City. Happy Friday. It's October 6th. My name is Sherry Burris, alongside Kyle Branch hey. in the energy, Peter Schrager, and, of course, Jason McCourty. A happy Friday to the Chicago Bears, Mike. Oh, come on now. Hey. Come on now. Bear down, Burris. Let's go. <laughs> all right, time for the lead block. Let's show how it all went down last night. Why don't we do this? Please Why do. don't we get it on? Come on now, Bears at Commander's. Peter was a little grumpy yesterday about this game. Peter, it was electric. It was. All right, so Dick Butkus, the immortal Dick Butkus, passed away yesterday afternoon. We're going to get into it uh, extensively. And then you know what? The Bears showed out. They really did. And, guys, the Bears win. Longest losing streak in Bears franchise history is over. One and four. Let's hear from Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Justin, can you just give us a smile? You've earned it. I feel good, you know. It's the feeling you know, that we all had after the game. It's the feeling that you... Just never wanted to end, so um, you know, just just proud of the way you know all the guys came out and played tonight. Oh, it, it was just fun, you know. Football is fun uh, out there, playing a kids game, you know. At the end of the day, and uh, I just looked at, looked at it that way. Tonight was just the stars aligned, and uh, all glory to God for it. So I'm just happy for it. You know, they they left them one on one more times than I thought they would tonight. So uh, you know, when you always have him one on one, you know, he's gonna win 95% of the time. So. Uh, thankful for him to be honest he makes my job way easier so uh yeah i mean he, he showed up tonight eight catches for 230 like that's that's a crazy stat right there so uh he, he definitely did his thing tonight for sure well that was a massive and much needed win for chicago i think maybe we got a little smirk out of fields there but I'll take it jason what did you think of last night's performance from the bears he should have been cheesing the way <laughs> right? that he performed against the commanders last night going into this game we talked about it yesterday all right bears losing streak 14 games straight and you go into that game and you're the chicago bears and you're just like we gotta get out of this funk we gotta do something different and it started from the coin toss they win the coin toss Talk and they it. decide to take the ball and not defer last seven seasons 51 out of 56 times the Chicago Bears have chosen to defer kick the ball off Iberflu said no give us the ball and they go right down the field and they score a touchdown two long passes to DJ Moore who was wide open the commander's defense we talked about it they had given up the most explosive plays in the NFL going into this game and they just followed suit no one was guarding DJ Moore he took turns on every corner on the commander's team of making plays 230 yards. Fields only had 282. 230 of them went <laughs> to DJ Moore. At some point, I say it every day on this show, double team the guy. Put more people on him. Emmanuel Forbes, you can get this work. Makes the catch, breaks the tackle, running down the sideline. We saw the last one. Kendall Fuller was on him. St. Juice got some of the action in the slot. In zone, they didn't even cover him for the first touchdown of the game. 
I don't know if they realize DJ Moore is their best offensive player, and he's the guy that Justin Fields wants to throw the ball to. And he was open all night long, and he absolutely made them pay. He might not have been out of bounds on that play. I know. But DJ Moore was just incredible from start to finish. You're right. You know, 91% of the time, Jason, I'm doing the math here, you know, when the coin toss, they say defer. They yeah. see that commander's defense, and they say, oh, give us the rock. Let's do it. What's that tell you about the commander's defense? That was a disgusting display by that team yesterday. That's all first-round picks out there. Yeah. And I don't get personal. It's nothing personal about any of them. It's just the level of play has to be better. You're on primetime TV at home against a team that hasn't won in 13 games, and they come right out of the gates. And to your point, Justin Fields and DJ Moore go right up and down the field. Look at the first-half statistics Mm. of this game. This was was a blowout. They did make it tight late, but if you look at the numbers – this is a team that didn't come out ready to prepare to fight, didn't come out prepared or to give their opponent the same respect that they gave their opponent last week. This is the first half. Mm. Chicago. Wow. 300. 307 yeah. yards. This is Bears, the 32nd team in the league right now. And this is supposed to be Washington, which has a first-round pick in Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne and Emmanuel Forbes and Jamin Davis and Chase Young. And it's Jack Del Rio, a respected defensive coordinator, and Ron Rivera is a defensive coach. Yeah. If you give up 307 yards in the first half of the Chicago Bears, how are you going to compete with the Eagles and the Cowboys this season? How are you going to fight for a wild card? Uh, this was a team that got that got outworked, outplayed, and then they they do come all the way back, and it's 30 to 20. And you know I love the game management stuff. Yeah, sure. And Ron has kicked a couple field goals already here. He got 30 to 20, and it's like, do we go for it on fourth? Let's kick the field goal. Joey Sly misses the kick, and then you have the DJ Moore thing, and the game's over. And it's like, you give up 40 points to the Bears at home. I think if you're a Commanders fan this morning, you're waking up and you're like, this is a rough morning. But you know what? It was a much rougher night. To give up 307 yards and that amount of points in the first half to the 32nd team in the league coming into this thing, I don't know what to tell you. Ron, it was a weird night for Ron. Like, every time they would go to him on the sideline, he was kind of stoic. Mm. Like, I was ready for him to start throwing stuff or something. I don't know if got to take the riverboat title from Ron because he's been kicking a lot of field, <laughs> field goals, goals on fourth down here, and they did it last week in the overtime. Exhausted like, team. Just exhausted team. I don't you may know. need to workshop that nickname. I don't know what's the Ron. opposite. Yeah, just Ron. Just Ronald Rivera. Ron Rivera. Let's use his real name. <laughs> Why not? I, yeah, the riverboat wasn't there. Unbelievable night. I can't believe that happened. I can't believe they scored 40 points. The DJ Moore thing, he had 29 yards of catch. You see 230, it's usually not on eight catches, guys. Like, you got him for 12 or 13. Like, you don't do it on eight catches. And listen, I've said on the air, I've said, listen, they traded the number one overall pick for a very good player who is not a game changer. He was a game changer yesterday. Mm -hmm. I've said they paid an extended Cole Komet who was just a guy. I'm sorry, he was not just a guy. He was really good yesterday. He was a huge advantage. Can we just, let's have a, a second to talk about what Justin Fields has done the last two weeks. Justin Fields has 600 yards and eight touchdowns in two games. Nobody's doing that. Josh Allen stuff. He has one interception and eight touchdowns in two games. He's not really running. He's got 80 yards in the two games, not by his standards. And I I wish there's this moment I have right now where I'm like, couldn't they have just won that Denver game? Couldn't couldn't they have just finished that game? Because then we're like, Hold on a second. Then we're at two and three, and we're cooking, and, like, maybe you go and get something. They didn't. It's fine. Denver finished it. But they had a, a, a very specific task as an organization, and that was win a bleeping game. I don't care who it's against. I don't care about how many points. I said it yesterday. I don't care if it's home or away. They won a game. It's over. And honestly, you know, 
It was it was a very uh, special, sentimental day for the Bears organization. Like, Dick Buckus is really yeah. important to what they used to be and what they are and what they represent up until recently when he's on Twitter. And we're going to talk about Buckus. If they would have come out and laid an egg against Washington on that day after that game last week, it would have been a disgrace. And I don't even want to deal with hypotheticals because they are fantastic. Justin Fields, what are we going to do if Justin Fields keeps playing this way? Like, if let's say they win here and there, but he's still electric. Because now we're into what he was doing last year where it's like, oh, my God. God, this guy's incredible. The stats are amazing. Maybe they're not winning, but Justin Fields is really producing. Like, did we jump too soon on the yeah. Caleb from USC? I, I, it just He has put back together two astronomical games, guys. So we'll see next week. They got to win. Now we can actually exhale and see where the chips fall. But I'm very, very happy for the Bears organization. Washington was rough, but the Bears were great. Great night. When I was watching it, what jumped out to me most is the fact that was this more on Chicago or was this more on Washington? As you mm, mentioned, yeah. Treggs, I mean, that defense is absolutely stacked and yeah. that is not the game we expected. I even wrote in my notes, <laughs> second quarter observation, incredible start. Fool me once last week, can't be fooled again by no. Chicago. Like, <laughs> are they going to hang on? Like, you weren't really oh, believe sure. Me, all the texts I was getting, all of them were yeah. like, they're definitely losing this game. Yeah. They're definitely losing. There's no way they finished this game. They finished it. They won by three scores. Yeah, you know what I mean? no interception no. to end it. No, I mean, I mean, it was no. a little close, yeah. a, little, yeah. a little dicey, but no, let's not even go there. And even for Luke Getzky to come out and call that game aggressive, throwing the ball down the field, setting the tone, all the stuff between him and Fields, they did it last week. And now this one was on primetime. Everybody's watching. They came out firing. That, to me, was most impressive. Justin Fields in the pocket, throwing the ball from the beginning to the end of the game of the past. I don't understand this team. They're a confusing yeah. team because, you know, the defense has a lot of guys out last night, but they, they were Awesome on D for the first half, especially like yeah. just they had juice, they were hitting. That's the same team that was in the second half against Denver. They're so all over the map. Even Fields, it's just they're a very confusing team. I would actually say Washington's a confusing team too because yeah. we were getting fired up and they started the season too, Peter. And I think Eberflus, you know, needed that win. Hell and yes, he did. Not that way. Like you walk out of that, and you're like, okay, all right, like I can coach. Yeah. Like that that that's what we expected. Like it's there. We've got proof of life. Like okay, now we can go for the rest of the season. Uh, and to your point, Getzy, after all that, this off has heard and the whole thing with Fields at the press mm -hmm. conference. That's now 20 days in the rear view mirror. It's three games later. It's almost like all that stuff with Fields at the podium or at the locker and then the podium. Yeah. Kind of in the back. Yeah. Now they seem like they're kind of... Nice big, big fat 40 points. Yes, they need it. Oh my God. Yeah. Coach Canada could use one of those in Pittsburgh, couldn't he? <laughs> That's what he gets. He got 40. The Pittsburgh Steelers randomly out of the, nowhere in the segment. They could use 40. I believe it. Come I don't want to leave you guys, but I can't wait to get back to Washington in that locker room and just take a pulse. I mean, yeah. there were so much what are you than me? I would be staying far away. I don't <laughs> you walk into that locker room, Sherry. Like, what are you asking? What are you saying? You're a reporter. Like, what do you, where do you even start? That was a rough night. Yeah, I mean, they've been talking about the bounce back, the moral victories. I let me think about that before sure. I get back. I, get it. I mean, I'd go get to Ron first, I guess. Ron, what's going on, buddy? We we had a good tough to a good Forbes, start. Forbes was a very high pick. I know Thank that was not so a great night. Well, it was back to back. Yeah. yeah. AJ Brown, Brown last week, and, and again, it's Moore. not personal. It's just when you have. Top 20 picks and yeah. you make selections, there's a certain expectation and they're littered with them on defense. And that cornerback spot is so mental. You have one bad game, mm. you gotta go out there and make a play to get them off you mm. because the next week they go they play Atlanta. If you don't think Atlanta's gonna put Drake London on his yeah. side and try to throw the ball at him, it's gonna happen. Well, what a week, uh, way to start week five. Let's now yeah. bring in our NFL insider, Ian Rappaport. Ian, what's the latest from around the league uh, as we look at this morning? We'll start with Jonathan Taylor. Pretty significant day for the Colts star running back. Remember him? He's been on the PUP list to start the season. I know it was a huge, huge storyline in training camp. Kind of went to the back burner now. 
now right to the front, talked to reporters yesterday, was asked all the questions about his trade requests, his contract demands, which, by the way, he said was a story of the offseason, not the actual season. Taylor said his only goal was to be 100% healthy, and that is where he is. He said if somebody was not committed, they would not be here. Expect him to play this Sunday if all continues to go well for the Colts. A big boost there. Similar for the Los Angeles Rams and Cooper Cup. He also uh, has been on the... Well, he actually has been an IR, not the PUP list, but similar thing. Hasn't played the first four games. Dealing with a hamstring injury. He was a full participant yesterday. That means he should be good to go this Sunday. Some big-time firepower that the really not-so-bad Rams get. That is going to be a huge lift there. And then for the Buffalo Bills, of course, they are in London. And Von Miller was on the plane with them. That also is significant. Coming back from an ACL injury, he had his practice window open this week, but you just weren't weren't sure, like, is he going to play? Is he going to use this week to kind of get acclimated? We will see definitively on that, but the fact that Von Miller was able to get on the plane, is in London with his teammates, means at least he's got a shot to play on Sunday morning. Yeah, another reason to watch that game there in London. Thank you so much, Ian Rappaport. Now still to come on GMFB, David Montgomery had a career night in Green Bay last weekend. Can he do it again on Sunday? He's going to join us later on to break down the Lions matchup week five against the Panthers. Yes, Sirski, that's his catchphrase. He likes saying yes, Sirski. We <laughs> yeah. love him for it. Yeah, that's his thing. He's fun. All right, so we're going to London. Bill Jags is a nice game, guys. We're going to get into it in a mad minute. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The 2023 NFL International Series continues this weekend. Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Buffalo Bills at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Here to set the stage for us, our presenter, broadcaster, and event host all the way there in London, Richard Graves. Good morning to you, friend. Now, the Bills, they also just touched down in London. What more can you tell us? Yeah, good morning from London, Sherry. Hi, guys. Um, the Bills have arrived, first and foremost. We're at this facility some 45 minutes drive north of the city. And as we've heard already this week, for several of the Bills' organisation, this is unknown territory. Head coach Sean McDermott, quarterback Josh Allen, both admitting this is their first visit to the UK. And to that end, they're really relying on the sports science department that the Bills have to see them through this weekend and their match upon Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, the Bills shouldn't be lacking in confidence. They're on a tear at the moment. Three straight wins and, of course, taking down the Miami Dolphins last Sunday, a game in which Josh Allen emerged with a perfect passer rating, a 158.3. had five total touchdowns, three of them thrown to wide receiver Stefan Diggs, who also had 120 receiving yards. And let's not overlook the value of fellow receiver Gabe Davis as well. He's found the end zone in each of the last three games. Defensively, this is a team also playing well, currently leading the league with 16 sacks and held Tyree kill to just 58 receiving yards in that win last weekend. The good news for this unit, 
uh, veteran safety Jordan Poyer was a full go at practice yesterday, having missed that win over Miami with a knee problem. The bad news, defensive end Greg Rousseau is dealing with a sore foot. For the second straight day, he sat out on the sidelines. We got an exciting slate of games coming up this weekend, and let's flash through a few of them now in a round of Mad Minute. Let's start with the first Sunday game. That's Jags against the Bills in London. We're putting 60 seconds on the clock. Jason, you're going to get us started. What are you hoping to see in this matchup? I can't wait to watch Josh Allen, and that's Josh Allen, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, and that's Josh mm. Allen, defensive that's always end so fun. of the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars. These two guys have been fantastic this year. Josh Allen of the Jags has six sacks, and Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills has been throwing the ball all over the field since the first game against the New York Jets. He's been unbelievable. Some people have said he's the leader for the MVP right now. I want to see these two guys going up against each other because the last time the Jaguars' Josh Allen had a terrific game, a sack, an interception, mm. a fumble recovery. He was all over the place. Interesting. Uh, there's nothing more American than Buffalo Wings, Bills fans, mm -hmm. and then we go over to London where it's a little bit more highbrow. <laughs> I want to see these Bills fans invade London Town and see how this thing goes. Watch out, uh, tables in London. Curious to see what the fan base uh, represents, and I really do think this might be an, an awesome game. Maybe our best London game, which is two awesome young quarterbacks. It is, and I'm very excited for this one, too. This is going to determine a lot about these teams. I think in the f football of it, watch the Bills secondary. Trey White is out, Jordan Poyer back. Like, if there's going to be something long-term that might undo this team that might be a little bit of a weak spot, it's a secondary. Mm. And I, I know that's taking a shot. I'm just saying, like, just keep an eye on that, and I'm sure the Jaguars will too. Yeah, also battling that jet lag. The Jags and Bills have played more international games than any other franchises. But next up, an AFC North showdown between the Ravens and Steelers. Peter, what are you most excited for in this one? This is a really interesting game for the Ravens. They've already gone into Cincinnati and into Cleveland and mm -hmm. won. You go into yeah. Pittsburgh, you sweep all the road games in the division, then you just got to take care of your business at home. You're in a good spot for a home playoff game, regardless of what you do outside the division. Real quick, I don't know if you saw Mike Tomlin just raving about Zay Flowers this week. Like, mm -hmm. raving, like giving his flowers physically to flowers. flowers. I like uh, that. I'm excited for this one. I think the Steelers are going to need a Herculean effort to get off the mat against the Ravens this week. You know, in the passing of, of Dick Butkus, we see a, a person who was a kind of a lovable villain, and mm -hmm. he's this middle linebacker, and he, he was kind of evil out there. The Roquan Smith thing right now is so so awesome and yep. he's such a hard hitter and he has something to say every single week he was saying that he needs to beat the Steelers and he's, he, he's proud to be a Raven and Ravens beat Steelers mm. and like that he is developing this whole character and backing it up with play that is almost Butkus X and I want to see him this weekend yeah I, I, I'm watching Pittsburgh Steelers the loss that they just suffered to the Houston Texans now you're hosting the Baltimore Ravens you have to show up and Lamar Jackson he hasn't played against the Steelers since two, 2021 due to injuries and different things so at this point for this Steelers defense can you go out there and try to slow him down they got to get a win after last week and the Steelers they have won five of the last six meetings and they all been pretty close so uh see how this one all pans out now let's head to the AFC South yeah. as the Titans take on the Colts what will be the key in this matchup for you Kyle I'm tuning in to watch Richardson yeah Anthony Richardson is the show he's on the marquee he does make me very nervous like he is reckless physically every single game he's played that he hasn't been knocked out of you're almost like oh my god please get up but that's kind of the fun it's exciting <laughs> as hell Peter broke him down this week about some of the ridiculous stupid 40-yard jump passes that he's making and stupid, I say amazing. amazing. <laughs> he, is a, he, is a, 
He is a top 10, maybe five watchable player in football right now is Richardson. You got to watch him this weekend. Yeah, Richardson's been fantastic. And imagine if Jonathan Taylor can get on the field and we get to see know. some Anthony Richardson alongside Jonathan Taylor with Derrick Henry on the other side. You look at these two guys and the running backs that could be featured in this game. Jonathan Taylor has practiced this week, says that he's healthy, asks if he's committed. He said, hey, I'm here. So I'm excited to see if he's going to be out there on the field. If 28 will be out there in a Colt uniform. Don't look now. Titans are two and two. Let's go! That's what they do. That's what they do. That's what they do. The Titans are always going to be relevant until the very last week of the season and we decide whether they want to get in or not. But would it not be shocking if the Titans come in and Jeffrey Simmons just absolutely wrecks shop and suddenly the Titans are three and two and they're the team in the South. Tight division. I mean, each team in the AFC South Two and two. Right. Now, next up, two teams with one and three records looking to turn things around. Jets, Broncos. What are you watching for, Jay? Nathaniel Hackett. Here we, go. <laughs> we can say it was old news all we want, but when you say the things that Sean Payne said in the preseason, mm -hmm. that has been the talk in the Jets building in the locker room. Players love Nathaniel Hackett there. So if you love Nathaniel Hackett, you want to go out there and you want to perform for him because after the game, if the Jets are able to win, you're going to hear the trash talk coming from the locker room. I truly believe that. So I want to see what that Jets offense is able to do to support their guy, Hackett. A little nugget this week. Hasn't been really out there. Robert Sala says Brees Hall no longer on a pitch count. Mm -hmm. They had him on a pitch mm -hmm. count the first few weeks. Let him ride. I'm talking 30 touches, 35 <laughs> touches. It's got to be the Brees Hall game. Zach Wilson played admirably last week, but if the Jets are going to get off the mat and win just their second game in their last 11, mm. dating back to last year, this has to be the Brees Hall experience up in Denver. Is Hackett a sideline coordinator? Is he up in the booth? I was wondering the same I'm trying thing. To remember. Here's the reason I ask. If he's on the field. Hackett, Hackett is on the field. Field, right? Okay. On the field. Is, is there going to be a coordinator head coach exchange or handshake? I'm talking about with Peyton. Because if he's up in the booth, it's off. But, like, yeah. you don't see that much. I wonder if Peyton would initiate it. I know Hackett won't because he's been stepping back from that whole story. But I wonder if Sean Peyton would seek him out and shake his hand. I could confirm one thing. What do you got? Peyton has never reached out to Hackett. Okay. They have never exchanged words. There wasn't a Twitter post, mm. Instagram note, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Peyton just DM. stands behind his words. So not likely. Yeah. yeah. So well, no, I mean, or Hackett can be yeah. take the offensive and go yeah. and make that happen. Hackett's not going to him. Maybe Hackett stayed at, away from the story the whole maybe time. Maybe at midfield just throwing hands and there's no hands. Fine. Fine. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it, but I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> See if that bulletin board uh, material carries Quinn over. Williams in front of him. Like, yeah. Come on, let's go. Come on. Fight him. Rock him, sock him, right? Uh, the Eagles are heading out west to take on the Rams. What are you going to see? What are your eyes on? Tricks. I'm going to be in L.A. I'm going to potentially check out this one. Okay. The oh, Eagles yeah? and the Rams. Okay. Yeah, I might, I might so far. A little so okay. action here. Mm -hmm. How about this Rams story? And they're not scared of them. They got three home games coming up. They are not scared of anybody. No one expects them to be here. They are thrilled where they're at. And I just look at what this young group is doing, and I think they're going to give the Eagles a fight. And uh, If Cup does play, here's how I would look at it. Cup goes back to his role. Nakua goes to what Robert Woods used to be. Uh, and then you've got Tutu in the Brandon Cooks role, and it's going to be like 2018, 2019 all over again. They are thrilled about their young receivers. I want Puka in Puka's role. I don't care what the <laughs> is. I want Puka getting the rock. Uh, now, I'm looking forward to this game. The last time that Jalen Hurts has lost a role game was in 2021. The Eagles find a way to win on the roll. Can the Rams and Stafford be able to slow them down? We've talked about the Eagles winning, but not winning with style points and all the can they just continue to stack wins and tell all of us to forget about it? Or is there a chink in the armor and does it get exposed by this Rams team? When are you going to LA? Tomorrow or today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. What are you doing? What are you doing tomorrow night? <laughs> what would you like me to do tomorrow? <laughs> Never mind me. It just what sounds so intense. You know, here's what I want you to do. Tell you why. Good. Arizona plays yes. USC. Yes. I've become somewhat friendly with Fox colleague Rob Gronkowski. He is an Arizona alum. Yeah. There's a little 
whisper of maybe rolling up into Ooh. the Coliseum with a... You and Gronk hitting Man, the campus? I'm just saying! Why don't you roll up to that Coliseum that's the McVeigh family hot tub? What, what are we, what are we Do doing? Do you want me in there? He doesn't, not pre-game. Uh, bye week. That's why I want you to go today. Bye week. Week. I know. Will bye you do week. me a favor? Will you do me one favor? Yeah. Will you say what's up to Veronica? Veronica's say, eight months pregnant. It's great. I'm happy for her. <laughs> what do you mean? What else, what, what else would I want to say hi to her? I, I love it. You bet. How's she I mean, feeling? How's she coming along? That's great. In, they put it in the agenda. Yeah, sure. V-E-R-O-N-I-K-A, not C-A. Kobe Durant and uh, <laughs> Bryant Young. Okay, yes. and Veronica. Yeah. Okay, we're in. Oh, gosh. Well, that's going to be a good matchup. <laughs> Sunday Morning Football is back on NFL Network and bigger than ever live from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags taking on Josh Allen and the Bills. Rise and shine, everyone. Watch a full day of football Sunday, October 8th, 9.30 a.m. Set your alarm only on NFL Network and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Mm. And coming up, Lions running back David Montgomery joining us to break down his career night in week four. Stay here. Lions are good, guys. Get in here. Panthers, Lions. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Touchdown after touchdown. Yeah. Our next guest already has as many rushing touchdowns as his entire 2022 season. Please welcome back, friend of the show, Detroit Lions running back, David Montgomery. Yes, sir, Ski, let's go! What's up, baby? Man, it's good to see you. You've been blowing up this year. First season in Detroit and last week. You rushed for 121 yards and a career high, three touchdowns. After the game, you said you were excited to tell your son you finally beat mm. the Packers. You entered 0-7 against them. What's the feeling like after a game like that and the momentum that you were able to provide for your team on the road? Oh, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those uh, things that when you get an opportunity to do, uh, you want to seize the moment and uh, you know, live in a moment, too. I've been in the league for four years, going into my fifth year now, and being able to go out with a new group of guys and, you know, get a dub like that, it, it means the world to me. So uh, I was just excited that it, we was able to pull through with the dub and especially do it with my guys around me. But, yeah, it was definitely fun. All right, they sign, they sign you in March. You guys have this cool deal where you're going to go in the division. You're going to go prove yourself with the Lions. And then yep. the draft comes along, and they take a running back in the first round. Now, I don't know your reaction on draft day, but I do know you attack this thing yeah. like you always do. And here we are, and it's the two of you in the backfield, but you are clearly the lead back. What's the dynamic between you and Jameer Gibbs, and what's Ben Johnson telling you guys as far as the load of the carries go game to game? Yeah, um, you know, Ja, he's, he's explosive. You know, just being able to have – uh, him come in as a rookie and being exactly who he is and, you know, how he kind of carries himself. Um, you don't see that too often out of rookies. And he's picking it up and he's learning. Uh, uh, you know, I, we don't look at, me and him don't look at each other like workload this, workload that. We more so look at it like, hey, whoever's hot, just like, let's roll with it. And, you know, John, he, you know what I'm saying? He doing his thing. He's playing, uh, 
ball right now. You know, you know, the world kind of big with trying to make it a competition between me and him. But, you know, that's my little brother at the end of it. And we just want to win. And, uh, you know, he's been doing a hell of a job. And I'm just trying to be sure that I do whatever I need to do so I can be good. And I also can help him be better than what he uh, is. Well, there's you, there's Gibbs, but we can't talk Lions running backs without mentioning Hall of Famer Barry Sanders. Mm -hmm. You idolized him growing up. Have you two spoken since joining the Lions, and has he parted any word of wisdom to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, being able to come to such a historical place um, with a, a guy with that magnitude of skill, you know, you got to carry a, a certain chip, and you got to carry a, a different way of how you work. Just because, you know, he, the way he performed and the way he kind of attacked the day he attacked, you know, his career is like one of those things you want to live by. And, and, yeah, I talked to him, you know, he's one of those wholesome, down-to-earth human beings. Like him being Barry Sanders, you know, I was starstruck when I was first able to meet him. But, you know, just talking to him, him giving me some pointers, uh, just ba basically let, allowing me to let me know, like, just be the best version of myself. And whatever's supposed to follow that will follow. So, yeah, man, he's an incredible human, and I'm blessed to be able to be here so I can communicate with him. That's a great answer. And Barry is the chillest guy, and he was a beautiful runner. I would never describe Barry Sanders as an angry runner. It's just not how he played. You are, dude. I don't know if there's anybody in the league who runs harder than you, and that's since you joined the league. You got one of these. You won the Anger Run Scepter in 2021 for just absolutely pulverizing the Seahawks. This is an incredible run. Dave's just going to truck anybody in his path in the damn snow. That's David Montgomery football right there. I want to send you another one of these scepters. We want to crown you Anger Run's champ. Dave, tell me this, though. Like, I know there's a mentality about how you run. What is the perfect run to you? Is it is it when nobody touches you? Is it when it's perfectly blocked? Is it when you truck six guys? Like, when you close your, your, your eyes and use your imagination, what, what is the perfect David Montgomery run? Uh, when I think about that, you know, the perfect uh, David Montgomery run is, is a whatever leading to a touchdown, <laughs> honestly. Just so, uh, you know, you know, you got the guys up front. I got my guys up front. Like, those guys are incredible. And we haven't even, you know, reached um, the potential of what we can, you know, be. And that, that's the good part about it, right? You know, you always got room to improve. And we got a good group of guys to where we can do that. But, um... You know, just being able to put a stamp on it, score. But it's not more so for the run for me. It's more so like the work put in. Like It's like when you score, like it, it goes behind like all the work you put in throughout the week and all the work you put in in the offseason. And, you know, especially doing it for those guys up front because they were the ones who doing the real work, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably the perfect run. Anything that leading with a touchdown with those guys up front kind of being around me with it. You're out there eating, David, but we discovered this really cool story. Your best friend and former high school teammate, a guy by the name of Jordan Daly, he's your personal chef. We found this shot of him attending a Cardinals-Bears game back in 2021. You ran right towards him. He's wearing a black shirt and hat. Is it true that you guys made a pact years ago that if one of you made the NFL, the other would be the personal chef? I need more. Tell us about this, and does this mean that you also can throw down in the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jordan, to be honest with you, if it hadn't been for him, I mean, ultimately God, um, but if it hadn't been for him, you know, there's no telling where I would be, honestly. When I was in high school, I didn't have anywhere to live, so I lived with him. And, you know, he kind of took me in and him and his family took me in with no no question at all. Like, and they weren't doing the best either. So um, just being able to have him, um, you know, blood won't make us any closer, but being able to have him kind of support me the way he has been. And yeah, we did make a pack in high school and said to, as if whichever one of us made it, be sure that we went to school. He went to school for culinary arts for two years, um, graduated there. 
we made a pact to each other like, hey, if I do this thing, I want you to come uh, be my personal chef, making sure that I stay on track with things. And we've done exactly that. So just be able to, you know, speaking things into fruition and it being able to happen and allowing God to do what God does best and allowing his hand to work. It's definitely an amazing thing. So I'm grateful and I love my brother so much and I'm just uh, appreciative of him really. Absolutely love that. Hey, David, we appreciate you stopping by this morning. Keep killing it. We're going to keep on watching and rooting for you. Of course. Thank you. Now, it is going to be strength against strength on Sunday Night Football. Purdy, CMC, and the Niners are putting up over 30 points a game while the Cowboys' D is stopping teams in their tracks. So will the 49ers' offense keep rolling on Sunday night against the Big DJ? This uh, 49ers offense is fantastic, and you just mentioned Christian McCaffrey, and I think what makes him so tough is it's just not McCaffrey. You know he's going to go off every game, but it's who comes second, whether it's Brandon Ayuk, whether it's Debo Samuel when Ayuk wasn't out there. George Kittle's yet to score a touchdown, but you know he has the potential to go off at any given moment, and Brock Purdy's out there just as the point guard. He's distributing the ball to all of those guys and getting it into his playmaker's hands. This Dallas Cowboys defense has been really good, though. And you look at the one blemish was against the Arizona Cardinals, where they gave up a ton of yards on the ground and just didn't look ready to play after Trevon Diggs went down with that injury during the week. I'm looking at Micah Parsons and this Cowboys defense to be able to step up. We talked about Brock Purdy and his 49 offense, how they've been unbelievable, over 30 points, and I don't know how many games now going back to last season. I think the Cowboys may be the team to finally slow this locomotive down mm. and make us come in here on a Monday and be like, hey, you know what? Brock Purdy's not perfect. This team isn't undefeated since Christian McCaffrey's been a starter, but we'll see what happens Sunday night. Yeah, I'm looking at Dan Quinn. He used to coach with Kyle Shanahan. The two of those guys were together in Atlanta, and they went to the Super Bowl, and it was this wonderful marriage, and Shanahan took the head coaching job. They've only gone up against each other a few times, the two playoff games, then one regular season game since they coached together. And I look at this matchup, and it's going to be a chess match because of all the talent on the field. So... Quinn got the best of Shanahan in 2019, but the last two years, Shanahan's got... Mm. When you look at those numbers, if you're thinking that it's going to be McCaffrey and and uh, and Debo and Ayuk going for 40 points, I don't see it. I yeah. think Dan Quinn has been around Kyle Shanahan enough and has enough guys on there, and that like this might be the first true test for the for the 49ers as far as a defense that can go head-to-head with that offense. Peter, you mentioned 40. The number of them has been 30. They have that streak of 30. I wonder if that breaks. They're the only team in NFL history to have 30 or more points in their first four games of a season, which is a wild stat. I believe so. Maybe it's the first Niners Whatever, team. they're on fire. The well, it's just seven straight going back to last seven year. Seven straight going back to last year. Once we got McCaffrey going and all this stuff, I don't think Dan Quinn allows that. They'll keep him under 30, I think. And if that's the case, can Dak get enough to get it done? Mm. I'm thinking this game is like 27-24. Who's on top? We'll see. But I think Dan Quinn in that defense mm. has too much pride to let McCaffrey run all over them for four touchdowns. Yeah. Hmm. wonder if pride makes tackles. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to get 30. I do. I yeah. think it's going to be close, I, but I, I'm, not, I'm not saying 38. I think they'll break 30. Should we have a wager of some sort? Friendly, if you will, for Monday's show? I don't engage in any kind of wager. No, you know, we, we drank the soda and the, the hot sauce. Yeah. You usually detest those segments. Or a wacky morning show. <laughs> you want wacky? All right, so the NFL goes to London right this weekend. Yeah. I was forwarded an article, and it's from The Mirror. The Mirror, oh, okay? What do you got? Okay, let me read you the headline. Please. It's about the 49ers. NFL pundit jokes 
unlikely quarterback star is artificial intelligence <laughs> in bizarre conspiracy theory. Bizarre. Look at that. So I got the mustache and like I, I'm doing my own press here. So this is the mirror and they call it bizarre. They don't believe. They don't, why are they being sheeple? Because the, I don't know. And over here in America, we got a front row seat. Maybe if we expand it to them. My point has been I've been talking about this for weeks. We can't talk about the Niners faltering or the Niners losing or the Niners being held below 30 yeah. losing to the Cowboys until their quarterback makes a mistake or loses a game. At this point, it is so far beyond. We had the last guy in the draft and we're winning some games at the end of 2022. He still hasn't lost a game that he finishes. He doesn't have an interception this year. He's leading the NFL in passer rating. And my theory is it started in Iowa in the cornfields where there's a lot of weird stuff going on beneath the surface. Then it went to San Francisco where it's adjacent to Silicon Valley and they have all the most cutting edge technology. And I don't <laughs> oh think goodness. that Brock Purdy is a human being. I do not. And I'm not joking. I'm not doing shtick. Oh, you're, not, think, you're not doing shtick. No. <laughs> if you do a shtick, like you'll, he'll be the one, you'll be the one he kills, Peter. I think he's artificial intelligence. He's already killed four teams. That's what I'm saying. I know. I think he is AI. And the, the British press can laugh at me. We'll see who's laughing when the machines rise and take over. I still think there's time to pull the plug before they become self-aware. That's yeah. what you don't want. But right now, if they beat Dallas and he doesn't make a mistake and he doesn't uh, lose a game, guys, just know where you heard it. You heard it on Good Morning Football, Mirror, or any of you guys around NFL the world. Pundit said it. Yeah. Pundit. I love that. <laughs> I was, That's the, my part. I was the insider for the Mirror. I'm the one who You, you leaked it? Yeah. You did? Leaked the story. I, 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 don't, I don't believe either. Everybody take it. Jason, I want you to survive when the resistance We need rises. to ask Richard Graves, who's our British correspondent. We have him coming uh, up in the next hour, right? What Soon? is the, the rep on the Daily Mirror? Are they the ones that mm. are, like, are going after the Royals, or are they like a serious hardcore? <laughs> like, are they like BBC Three? Like, Where do they come out on Markle? That's yeah, that's yeah. what I want to know. We that's asked far. Richard Sherman point BBC blank on the show, three. "Will you weigh in? You know the Niners. Is Brock Purdy artificial intelligence?" Richard Sherman said, "I will not confirm more than that." He wouldn't answer. Please wake up, please, please. You know like that emergency alert that went out right yesterday? Everybody's phones. Yes, I got that. They're going to be coming for Brock Purdy if we're not paying attention. From the fields of Iowa. I'm telling you, and this is real. <laughs> we're going to keep real. this discussion going. Jason, in break. Still to come on GMFB. The drums were playing loud in Music City last weekend. Can the Titans keep the ball rolling? Kevin Byard joins us later on to preview the AFC South matchup against the Colts. Jason, when the machines rise yeah. and my family's in the bunker and you know, yeah. the McCordy's come and knock on the door and be like, we need gasoline and water and shotgun shells, I'll let you in. But I want you to start believing now. Mad Minute, talk about all the games right now. I will let you in if there's room. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.